Awesome, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of It Is What It Is podcast. I am your host, Cody Kelly. Look, connect with me on all platforms, and I do mean all, particularly my YouTube platform at CV Space K. As soon as I find it, there it is. If you want to keep seeing amazing content, click like and subscribe. This helps me pay the bills so I can interact with you. I have an inner, just an interesting topic today, an amazing episode with some amazing panelists. But before we get into it, before I allow them to introduce themselves, I want to share something that I think this is what we think being Greek, particularly in the Divine Nine, Black Greek organizations, what we think is like, and the reality is, is probably not. So if you bear with me. Awesome. If you want to continue to watch that, I encourage you to buy <laughs> Stop the Yard. But look, I want <laughs> it's an amazing movie, by the way. Shout out to Columbus Short and Chris Brown. I Chris Brown's my homie. Well, I'd love to say that in real life and actually mean it. But look, I got some cool guests. I want them to introduce themselves and their fraternity or sorority before we get into it. I'll start with my man TJ. How you doing, man? Hey, Cody. Thanks for having me. Uh, I'm doing quite well. Uh, my name is TJ Banks. I am a Kappa man of the Lamb Delta chapter down at Georgia Tech across in the summer of 2010. So I just had my 10 year. Thanks, COVID. I couldn't really celebrate it the way I wanted to. But we'll get back to it when we are allowed to be socially di- or when we don't have to be socially distant. Awesome. Love it. Brittany, you can just introduce yourself. All right. Hey, everyone. My name is Brittany Henderson. I am a member of the Sigma Gamma Rho Sorority Incorporated. I have been a member since 2011 in the fall, and I'm just happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Tiffany, if you can introduce yourself. Hey, good evening, everybody. I am Tiffany, Dr. Tiffany Herman. Hey, uh, I'm a member of Sigma Gamma Rho Sorority Incorporated, Delta Sigma Chicago Alumni Chapter, 20, spring 2014. So I'm just at Six and a half years old. Awesome. Love it. And last but not least, uh, First Lady or Sister First Lady of St. Mark Church, Anna Christ, Christian Moe, if you could introduce yourself. Definitely not today. Uh, you play all day, Cody. I am Crystal Jamo, uh, and I am a member of, proud member that is, of the finest and the first Alpha of Alpha Sorority Incorporated. I was uh, a member, initiated a member in the most glorious time to be a member, which was in 2008 in centennial year on April the 6th. I was made with six other, uh, five other women. And this is my year 12 of having been a soror. And I will celebrate 13 years coming up in April. I'm currently an active member in Lambda Tau Omega chapter of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Look, let's get into it. TJ, I want to start with you. 
obviously Stomp the Yard is probably not an accurate depiction of Black Green Life. Amazing movie, Megan Good, shout out to her, all-time crush, but it's just not the truth, right? Why? Because I want to know. You know, people join for a lot of different reasons. So I want to start there. Why did you join and become a cat Okay, so I actually, when I came into college, I didn't think that I would pledge anything. Uh, but when I got here, I saw the people on campus and how they moved, the organizations that they really were running at the time, and really saw the network expand, and I saw for what it was. And I, I felt like my college experience wouldn't be complete, and I wouldn't be able to climb to the pinnacle of where I thought I could reach on my own. So I, I wanted that network that came along with it. And I also wanted to have a good time while I was in college and do my part in giving back. So I actually had a couple mentors that when I came in, they, they looked out for me and some other people in my class and they were Kappa men and went to a couple parties and found a group of people that I felt like I could identify with that would help me progress in my career, get through school, as well as like in subsequent life. And I'm, internally grateful for the people that I met along this journey, the line brothers and the frat brothers that I've gotten to know. They're some of my closest friends. They were at my wedding. They've been through every stage of life with me. They've helped me reach where I am now getting into business school and going forward in my career. And I think I've made an excellent choice. Awesome. I like it. I like it. Brittany, why, what is your why? Why did you go down this route become a Sigma? Tell me about your truth. So, to make a long story short, um, actually, it was in high school. It was a guidance counselor of mine, and Miss Barbie, and she was um, she was a great example of what it meant to be um, a woman of substance, an educated woman. She supported me through my high school years, and um, she was just a great and positive mentor for me. And so, when I got to college, um, I did do research. And I wanted to find an organization that would fit me because um, to me, it was not just about being Greek. I wanted to find an organization that was for me, that would fit me. So um, ultimately, you know, like TJ said, I wanted um, the networking experience. I wanted to be able to um, be involved in my community in a structured way. And um, I wanted the support, the sisterhood. I'm all about sisterhood. And um, that's what my sorority has given me. So those are just a couple of my whys. Awesome. Love it. Love it. Tiffany, what is your why? Why did you join? Well, I joined later on in life, uh, like the last six years. I've been out of college since 94. And it was always that, like TJ said, I'm looking for, I, I, I had fun in college, but it was like, okay, it's not time. It's, it was. I did it at the time I was supposed to do it because you're always looking at other people and other sororities like, let me find the one that's the right fit for me. And then it was like, okay, I put in, a, uh, went online, saw, I said, oh, this is easy. And I got a phone call. They said, are you interested? I was like, yeah, let's do this. And when it uh, happened, it just like everything fell into place. Everything that was supposed to take place took place. And when I uh, went to, when I be in church of God in Christ, they made it feel, they made us feel like it was uh, taboo or something. It was, it was bad. So then they created Koji Greeks. I was like, what? I said, wait a minute, Church of God in Christ? Let me make sure y'all are right affiliate. And they wanted to know what is my bishop, my jurisdiction, and what, what did you, when did you come in into the organization? I was like, wow. And they, and I asked the question, 
uh, why, you know, do people make us feel like all we know how to do is party? They don't know the side of service. And for Sigma Gamma Rho, it's greater service, greater progress. And so it's like, all I know how to do is serve. You know, whether it's in the community as a civic chair or I'm the final chair now. So all my six years, I've been serving. I came in as the chaplain because when I lost the activity in my hands because of allergic reaction, I prayed and put it on Facebook. They was like, we found our chaplain. They was like, can you pray us through? I said, if I don't want to do nothing else, I can pray. So I use my influence from, from church in the chapter because, yeah, you can get wild now. But if you want always praying, somebody passed away, you, you almost feel like you're the pastor because they call they call it for the chapel. We need you to pray, open up the service. So I use what I know from church with my chapter. And I'm I'm probably one of the biggest chapters in the United States. So I, find, I try to merge man together. Perfect. Perfect. Crystal. What is your why? Why did you join the sorority of Madam Vice President-elect Kamala Harris? <laughs> yes, Madam Vice President-elect, as we have to call her in public spaces. Um, I honestly had an amazing Spanish teacher um, when I was in eighth grade uh, who was a soror, and um, I never forgot her. Um one of the things that I really encountered while I was on campus, because I did become a member uh, when I was on campus, uh, in college, my sophomore year of college, second semester, and uh, one of the things that I truly enjoyed was that I could be friends with those members uh, who weren't yet my soul but I was friends with those members outside of them. They were the ones of the college experience that really looked out for me. Um, they were the ones who checked on me. They were the ones who were friends to me, were sweet to me, um, studied and did homework together. Um, and then, of course, as you begin to learn later on, like they were the ones that were on the board for you know the school uh, for school. They were the ones that had, were working in the Pentagon directly for my chapter. They were the ones that showed themselves that after life after DePaul University was uh, something to you know, some, that could be something great with among great sorors and among, you know, great sisters. So there was a great sense of uh, sisterhood and a great sense of, like, those colleges, fun, just life. Um, but more than anything, I think I saw the potential of what I could uh, continue to be as I grew outside of college. Awesome. So there, I've, I've noticed there's a reoccurring theme of first servitude, uh, also a deeper sense of uh, friendship and just bonds, right? Uh, a mutual shared interest and really a, a partnering uh, that happens in a natural ecosystem, right? And that, you know, from what I'm hearing, but, you know, the question was asked uh, when Biden got elected, it was asked to Kamala, what has it done for you, right? Like a CNN reporter asked her that, and that's always something, you know, like what has it done? Like that next level to that you mentioned it. So I'll start, uh, with you, Tiffany, and then Crystal, and Brittany, then today, what has it done for you? Uh, when she got elected, that was like a person who looks like me. That's awesome. Uh, like I told you the other day, uh, we celebrated our Founders Weekend. We closed it out at Friendly Temple, virtually. And it took us a long time coming, because y'all know who y'all bishop is. And it, I'm telling you, it was almost like taboo. But if you are familiar with the YPWW International, they are Greek. 
the president Stevenson is a capital. Um, the, the not what is it? Uh, chair lady, mm -hmm. the assistant chair lady uh, Sanders, who is she's a uh, AK, and uh, Galbraith who works with them is an AK, and Galbraith is the one who did the coach Greeks. So it's like Pastor Pastor Walker, we love him. He said, uh, "So it's commonly your sorrow." I was like, um, "I said the treasurer is Congressman Kelly is." He said, "Well, I'm not gonna start nothing." I said, "I said yeah." I said, "But uh, yeah, she, I just like the fact that it's a female." Mm -hmm. So she, you know, hey, that's that's a plus. I don't care what what nationality, but she's a female. She happened to be Greek. Hey, we we with that. We we got the people out there to go vote. You know, like I, I like I like that empowerment, like. You never know with Greekdom what superpowers you have. When they say, hey, go get the people to go vote, it's like, oh, this this what we doing? Don't run for our office, or we're gonna put you in there. If we if we all put our like, okay, we all wear one color. Let's go put them in office. That's what we're doing. You know, so that and that's what we did. It was like, hey, we got a sister, she's she saw a world. We went all the colors. Everybody got the church said the same thing. Stroll to the polls and in our respective colors. I was like, wow, this is a, a movement or a vote. We all have one message. Get her in. Perfect, perfect. Crystal, what has joining this sorority, what has it done for you? Like, what has it advanced in your life more than just the uh, emotional bonds and the and the, the relationships? Like, like what accolade, what has it presented you uh, with that you probably would have not attained without it? Oh, okay, great. Sorry, guys. I'm having a little trouble with For me, I would say um, uh, I have to be very, very candid in the way uh, that, that I answer. Um, first of all, like I came through with in, in an extremely great chapter. Like I'm in an extremely great chapter now. Um, but it, there, is, there is a difference when you have, uh, you know, I have to say co-initiate. Uh, who come in with you at the same time and um, you know it's a wonderful it's a wonderful experience to have with those members those those members have been a part of my wedding at every single birth that I have they helped see me through like really difficult times and whatnot uh, while all of us are spread between the Midwest and the East, and the East Coast um, those are still my closest friends it's been, you know, 12 plus years, honest, for some of us, 12 plus years of friendship that um, has followed me everywhere that I've gone. They've been in my wedding. I've been in there, you know, like there's there's a bond there that is just, just I don't know how to explain it. I will say that, like, there was a point in time, like, after I even had my son's birthday, shout out to Drake today, birthday, um, that I had gone to, like, a, a little bit of a deep depression um, in, in a sense where, uh, for lack of a better phrase, like persons that I normally were around and you know, stuff like that, like I, I didn't, uh, we weren't in the same place and whatnot, like, you know, all that stuff anymore. Like I really wasn't in the same place. And uh, I started to really believe that I didn't have any friends anymore. Just being completely honest, really candid. Um, I was really lonely, like really uh, spending a lot of time crying. And, Something in me kind of just snapped, and it was just like I I joined a bond and a sisterhood of, of women that have that I've been with like forever. You know what I mean? That'll be with me forever. And when I came back and got 
back acting again in my uh, local chapter. Uh, those women really helped restore me. Uh, and I'm not saying that, you know, church just wasn't there for me. But it, it just wasn't there for me, I guess you could say, at that particular sure. point in time in life. But when I got back active again, I like those women like really surrounded me and like loved on me and have loved on my children and everything. That's what that was. It reminded me of the reason why like I joined that bond because they were the ones that helped like to really like help me get back active and get back the right place. Like both spiritually and mentally. Like uh, a lot of people don't like to think that women in sororities, men in fraternity um, can be connected to God. And that's just simply not true. There's a lot of us that are coded. A lot of us are other denominations. There's a lot of us that are wholeness minded. You know what I mean? Right. And I, I guess I was glad to be able to have a separate source, a separate place to be able to reach out to and say like, hey, I need help. Can you be my friend today? And they sure. absolutely, are, absolutely are. Basically what I'm saying is when I had nobody else, I felt like at that time in my life to turn to, the people who I crossed, <laughs> crossed with were still there and still are. If that makes That's, sense. The friend that is, like, we have a saying among us that says the friend is the greatest of the will be friends to the end. Like, and that I never found more words to be more true. That makes sense. That makes sense. So Brittany, I, I really want to get, you know, I'm hearing, you know, this, these personal stories and how it has really been there, especially at one's probably, you know, really downtime. How has it helped you? What is that story like that you like, I know this was my calling. This was right. How has it helped you? So I think, um, aside from personal relationships, in general, just being a part of a um, Black Greek letter organization to me is um, it's an honor because during those times, like I'll give you an example with my sorority, um, Sigma Gamma Rho, we were founded um, through seven school teachers in Indianapolis, Indiana, in 1922 during a time where um, we're, we're still facing racial, you know, tension, but it was really, really, really bad back then. Like people were. You know, it was really bad. And so for me, it gives me that it gives me that feeling that I'm a part of something that actually means something. So aside, like I said, aside from making friends, I've made lifelong friends as well. Um, I have, you know, created bonds with people. I might not talk to my line sisters every day, but when we talk, we talk because we have that bond with each other. But for me, um, I knew that I wanted to be a part of something that was bigger, bigger than me. And I think that that's a part of my why. And that's how it's helped me as well. Like even being a part of this organization, you know, I'm, I'm careful of how I um, react to things, even on social media. Um, how I how I display myself um, because I am connected to a sorority and I don't ever want to shed bad light on my sorority. So um, just being a part of a Black Greek letter organization to me um, is is a is an honor and a privilege. And so that's what is that's how it's helped me. Awesome, love it, love it, TJ, my man. I remember when you were talking about it. I remember when you crossed. I remember when you put the photos up. Uh, this is all. Pr- Pre pre marriage, <laughs> I remember you know the process. At least of what you shared with us, and I really you know appreciate it. But how? Tell us about that that time that it was like you knew this was not only right, like this has my back. This is a, an, a like a calling or something deeper than just you know uh, what is portrayed in like school days or stop the art. Okay, yeah. Um, so for me. Uh, the thing that 
Pledge and Kappa really uh, brought out for me was it changed my definition of what success looked like. Uh, I came from a, a middle class uh, family in Chicago, and I thought we did pretty darn well. Um, and when I got around older fraternity brothers and I saw that these men were executives in Fortune 500 companies, it's like, man, these aren't these aren't goals that I ever would have thought of just because I didn't see it too often. And when I did see it, it was like maybe in passing. Um, but you have people that are in every every field of human endeavor, like doing the thing, doing what they love, whether that's in entertainment, whether that's in technology, whether that's in engineering, construction, whatever it is. It's like some of my fraternity brothers are are running it. As a matter of fact, when I crossed in the city of Atlanta, the mayor was a captain man. The current mayor is a Delta. I got I had the opportunity to work on one of my profiles campaign, and he's a council member of the Atlanta City Council, who, in my personal opinion, may very well be the next mayor of Atlanta um, after uh, Keisha is out. Uh, but they really inspired me to want to elevate my game, and they they kind of, in a sense, made me want to go to work, like a consistent work to better myself. Like as soon as I crossed over into Capitan, I started working on campus and it wasn't like you can just come through and do just party and do all the social stuff. No, you have to do the work. And it really helped it really helped me to get rid of giving excuses and giving reasons for why I couldn't achieve something. Because now it's a matter of, hey, no, you represent more than just yourself. So step up to the plate and do what you need to do to get the work done and to get the results that are necessary. But I remember crossing and because I crossed, I was able to be a treasurer for a couple of years in my chapter. And then that actually led me to become the tre- the treasurer of the National Society of Black Engineers at Georgia Tech, which at the age of 21 or 22 gave me access to two accounts within five and six figures running them for the school. I'm like, this type of responsibility isn't just handed over to someone who's not willing to go work for it and who's going to make an excuse or a justification for why they can't get something done. I think that's one of the biggest things that it taught me, that no matter the obstacle that was in my way, I had brothers who would help me overcome it and people that were cheering for me and wanting me to succeed. I think the one of the things that really stuck out in your, your last is, uh, statement is you mentioned that it changed your outlook. Like, I, I didn't see this, right? These weren't even goals uh, for me. I see um, our brothers put his uh, arm emoji. Shout out to Denzel Goodlow. Uh, terrible basketball fan, but amazing friend. So, you know, um, what are some of these myths, right? You know, Tiffany, you mentioned, and I'll start with you, TJ, and then you, Brittany. Um, there's a lot of myths about fraternities and sororities, right? And unfortunately, Hollywood doesn't do a good job. Uh, and depending on who's up in the pulpit, you know, it, it can really go south really quick. Right. Um, and, you know, you start hearing things that aren't true. You start hearing exaggerations of truth. And it's like, no, they're not like that. And then you get around people who are actually are involved in a fraternity sorority. You start seeing the truth for yourself. So talk to me about one of those myths that might have stopped you or you had to ask a question like today. What was our myth that you hear about? You know, you don't have to go into like great details, but something that you think is is out there in a public space that you want to address specifically when it comes to capitalists. Okay, Um, so I think every region operates differently from what I know. 
I know Kappas and other regions. I know different Greeks in various regions. And they all seem to function overall similarly, but they each have their own little nuances. Brittany, what are some um, myths? Like, you know, I, I, I think um, sometimes there's just a lot of just, I don't know, I would say propaganda, right? A lot of just uh, things that, you know, have nothing to do with anything and, and particularly and and things that you think hurt the intake process because, you know, it it, it, it doesn't foster the truth. You know, when you're trying to present in a sorority or an organization, there's a lot of, I think, just kind of scare tactics out there. You know, is there anything that you want to specifically clear up or? So, um, I'll do two real quick. First of all, uh, we don't have to worship the devil. It's not a cult or we're not drinking no blood or anything who's spooky. I am Holy Ghost filled and saved and I would not be a part of any organization that denounced God. So I just want to say that. And then secondly, um, as far as initiation without, you know, going into details, you don't have to sleep with anyone to become um, a member of Sigma Hammer Rose Sorority. So there, there's there's none of that. Thank you. I think that's a, that's a bold statement. I think, and, and unfortunately, I don't, I don't know how that myth got created. I, I think there was a scene in school days where, like, that was part of the intake process, right? And and the controversy surrounding that, that, you know, it was false. You know, obviously, this is not uh, who we are. But, you know, as far as the intake process, I want to start with you, Tiffany. Like, you know, every chapter is different. Everything is different. Uh, every sorority organization is different. Can you just kind of demystify the intake process? Because I think people have this idea of, you know, you know, paddles. And I'm not saying that there's not. I'm just saying, you know, there's just a lot of things out there. Demystify the intake process for us, Tiffany, if you will. Well, right now it's called Torch for uh, Sidney Garrow. And I had three good old mother's board members who were my intake people. And, uh, Yes, that is true. Uh, shout out to Banks. That is true. They shout, they frown what they don't know. And so it's like I had three ladies. I didn't understand until I came in to after my process was over. Like these were the, the good old girls. And they weren't shimmying. They weren't shaking no tail feather or what's that thing called with the monkey? Shaking the monkey, none of that. Uh-uh. So these are some good old Sunday school people. I'm going to say they went to Sunday school. Um you know, I don't know if they five baptized, but they were some good mothers board members. And they just gave us the truth. They didn't sugarcoat it. They say if you want to be a part of something, you know, put your all into it and be dedicated. Uh, but no, what like there is no hazing. If they say they're hazing, they about to lose everything, all their letters. Um, so back in the day, I'm not from the eighties or the seventies when you got the wood. But Nowadays, no hazing. It's because people were getting killed. So uh, we, I didn't, we didn't take any wood. Um, I think for uh, so, what some people do is they play more mind games with each other than my people gave us to us straight. They say, "This is what I want you to do. This is what you did." I think the people I was in torch class with might have did more damage than the people who were in front of us, our advisors. Like if they say, just like, okay, like you being an adjutant, that's it. You got to wear a certain uniform and you got your job is to take care of this person. 
That's all you had to do. My people in my class, oh no, did she say that for real? And I'm like, you're making us more confused than what they the instructions they gave us. They were straightforward, no, you know, straight, no chaser. And they made it seem like it was, you know, this was my torch class, not the advisors. And so it's like some people can do more harm than good. Just follow instructions, you'll be you'll be okay. But you know, they wanted to add more to it, like I'm gonna I'm gonna like I'm not trying to do it on purpose, but it was really it was really that simple for us, if I can say the if I say the least. You know what I'm saying? And people made it more than it had to be. Gotcha. Not my advisors, once again, not my advisors, but the people I came in with. You know, like, hey, let's make it harder and it doesn't have to be. Gotcha. Makes sense, makes sense. Crystal, you um, you know, um I think like Brittany has mentioned, obviously, because of your affiliation, you have a lot of influence on up and coming young women. Right. Um, and from that, they might see they, they might see the, the 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 jackets. I see you have the jacket on now and something in there might spark interest um, and decide I want to become an AK. Right. Or whatever. Right. So what do you tell? What when young women, if you had to give uh, young women any advice, what do you tell them that are thinking about joining a sorority? Uh, what what would be that conversation piece like? You're muted. Yeah. You're st- not letting me mute. You're you're good. I'm sorry. I think she's experiencing some difficult. Are you good? Yeah, she's experiencing difficulties. Brittany, we'll go with you on this one. Wait till she gets ready. So that conversation piece, you know, young women come up to you and say, "Look, I, you know, I see you stand out in ministry. You know, you're effective. Um, You know, I, I look up to you. I'm thinking about joining the Sigmas." What what do you tell this new generation of you know up and coming women that are thinking about joining? Okay, I would okay. I would definitely encourage them to again um, do their research. Um, find out their why. Why do you want to do it? Um, do you want to do it just to wear the letters, just to wear the jacket? That's not a very good reason um, to want to be a part of anything. So I would encourage them to do their research. We have um, a great divine nine, you know, and so find the one again that that fits you and um, just know that it's a lifetime commitment. So a lot of times, um, you know, people are looking at this um, as they enter their college years. So, you know, it's a lifetime commitment. So just be mindful of that as well. And then, you know, the expectation is that you will continue to be a member and be active um, once college is over as well. So just, just be mindful of it's a commitment and do your research and choose which organization is right for you. Awesome. Makes sense. TJ, young men are coming up to you. They see, you know, you've been blessed to have these opportunities. Uh, you're matriculating through one of the best grad schools in the country. And they have a lot of questions and they're thinking about becoming the capital. What do you tell these this younger generation of, of men that are, are aspiring to do so? Okay, a hundred percent echo what Brittany was talking about. Uh, definitely do your research. I remember when I was um, asking Kappas why they wanted or when I was going through the process myself and trying to become a Kappa initiate. 
uh, they asked me, like, why I wanted to do certain things. And, you know, you give these typical answers like, hey, yeah, I want brotherhood. I want to be a part of people that are doing something good on school. I want to give back to my community. And they're like, well, all these organizations do that. Like the Alphas are focused on scholarship. The Qs are focused on community service. All of them in their mission statement have some aspect of any generalization of giving back to community or achievement or scholarship or serving the public in some form or fashion. But your in-depth reasoning of why it needs to be so much deeper than something generic that can be a blanketed statement. Uh, Another thing is that I would definitely tell them to save their money because uh, dues are not cheap. (laughs) Um, The initiation fees themselves, I don't know what they are right now, but they were couple thousand dollars and some change when I was going through it. So I can imagine that was, that was years ago. Um, and they, they add up and also just be on top of your game. I know when I was getting ready to learn everything I could, one of my mentors who was a Kappa, he was saying, Hey, treat this like a four hour class on campus. Like you need to be putting in time every night, studying, learning, learning as much as you can as quickly as possible. Because the turnaround time for the amount of information that you have to learn or that you need to be successful in an organization is quick. Like I can process I can process tons of information in a night, which may take someone else a week or longer. And I think that's one of the things that going through an organization teaches you is how to adapt, how to process information quickly and how to overcome obstacles without giving excuses. That's amazing. Tiffany, uh, I think your story is very unique. You joined later in life, right? Um, so, you know, what if somebody is, you know, they've already graduated, they're, you know, they have, they might even have kids, but they're thinking about, you know, joining a sorority, right? What what advice would you give them? Are, is there, and in the second part, are, are you too old to join? Is there like a, a drop off? Is it like, I can't do this anymore? What What would you tell somebody that is not in college or not, you know, teens or early 20s and they've kind of hit this to the 30s, the 40s and older and they're thinking about joining? What would you say to them? It, it's, it's like like what everybody else said. You have to research what it is that you want to do. What do you find yourself doing? You might say, man, I always want to be an AK. And that's everything. Everybody's always AKA or Delta. And it's like, I always want to do that. And it's like, well, do you see yourself as that? When I was 25, we in Mississippi, my mother's like, you're going to be a Delta. I'm like, well, are you a Delta? Because that's not what I'm feeling. You know, you have, so it's like, to me, I say, to that honest self, be true. What is it that makes you happy? Do you like hanging around? Do you like what they do? Like, if I don't do anything else, I know that Sigma Gamma Road does service. So if you're not a service person, that's not the sorority for you. If you just want to be cute and, and stuff, then you might want to look at something else and say, hey, I, I just, you know, I just want to go to parties. I just want to wear the letters. You know, so you have to find, you know, do you want to get your hands dirty? Do you want to serve the community? This was the only sorority that I knew, well, coming into, I didn't know Greek was like this. At Christmas and Thanksgiving, they're looking for the soup kitchens to go serve before they go have break bread with their families. I'm like, for real? Like, no, they get a, like, COVID with the mask, oh, man, they were on it. Food, passing out food, anything to serve the community, the Divine Nine does it. I probably did more service in the in the hood than I did at church, you know, and I'm a missionary. 
and I'm probably one of the youngest ones. So it's like we do more service in the in the in the uh, Greek them than we do for some of the churches. Two years ago, I was the civic chair and passed out book bags at uh what what do we have in August? Uh, Sunshine band for the convocation at Freedom Temple in the all-purpose room, and we set up shop and passed up. But my chapter came in. It was air conditioning, and I had opportunity to have that little, what's called a little dolly, and we set up right there and passed up with bags. So it's like we're always serving. We're always finding something to do, or like he said, to better the community. You know, so if that's what, if, if you're passionate about serving the community, we got you. We got four sororities. Let's do it. If, you, if you're passionate about this, you know, going to the uh, sick and the shut-in, we got you. One of the sororities or the fraternities, we're doing that. You know, it doesn't matter what age you are. Like, you know, I'm sure TJ would love to have his mama be in one of the sororities. Like, you know, so you can have that capital love, that capital, you know, indie love going on or something like that. You know, it just so happened that these two sororities are here, except in the Deltas, them all his sisters. So he was like, man, I want to look good in all those colors. Bring her on in, you know. But it doesn't matter what how old you are. We have some people who have just come in and they're they're 60, 65. They're passionate about and they come grad chapter. Or you have an unconditional, I mean a um a untraditional so a uh, young lady who is in undergrad and she's 65, a grandmother. And she is reverse legacy because her daughter is already one, and so she brings her mom in. So we have that happen too. You know, so it doesn't matter what how old you are. You know, I think it's the same with the fraternities. I don't think they despise on age. Like, uh, uh-uh, this we agents over here. We don't want you. So I think they take everybody. So it, you know, it, it's just do you want it? Yes, it's a cost factor. You know, yes, you know, get you some good mentors to tell you which. You know, they're gonna probably say what is it that you want to do unless you've been around it for a long time and say, okay, yeah, you'll be a good cap man. I've been looking at you since you was an undergrad. You know, now you're 40. Come on in. You're ready. You know, so it doesn't matter which sorority or fraternity you're going to. Just do you do you want to do this? Is this for you? That makes sense. I like it. I like it. Look, I want to thank my guests. They have been amazing. Thank you for your transparency. Thank you for just covering topics. I appreciate uh, everything. I think it opened up uh, a great uh, deal. Uh, people have a lot of questions about, you know, what's going on. And it's hard to seek answers. Not like you can Google this information. Right. And you can't always wait for um, Columbus Short to put out another movie. Just doesn't always work like that. Right. So, look, we're going to give our sign offs. Tiffany, where, what are you doing? Where can they connect with you? Where are you on uh, on social media? Uh, actually, on Facebook, I am my name, Tiffany Herman, on Facebook. Um, I would have to figure out how to do the. Um, no, it's T.A. Herman at Instagram. See, I am on Instagram. They said the old people go to Facebook. So I am on Instagram, but it's T.A. Herman at uh, Instagram. Yeah. Awesome. Dude, that's a big Crystal Jamo, where can they connect with you? Let's see if she's if it's working. Crystal. That that's what I figured, just not working. Brittany, where can they connect with you? <laughs> yes, um, you can connect with me on Facebook. On my personal page is Brittany B. Henderson, my name. Then I also have a ministry page. I'm the founder of Behold Ministries, where I host a ladies' night, which is a monthly Bible study just for us ladies. So Behold yeah, Ministries, connect with her. TJ, where can they connect with you, my man? What's up on Facebook? I am Tyler TJ Banks. 
And on Instagram, you can catch me. I just put my handle in there uh, next to my name. It's at it's your boy. TJ. Awesome. I love it. I'm going to give Chris, I'm going to give you one more chance to get your side off. What are you doing? Where can they connect with you? Where can the people follow you? I don't think it's going to work. Is it working for you? It's all right. It's all right. God will get the. Is it working? I, I can't. All right, all right, it's good. Look, gotta get the glory anyway. Look, next week's episode is Millennials for the Holidays. I'm super excited about next week's episode. I have some amazing guests. As you know, Mondays at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, this is what we're doing. January is going to be heat. I got some just great content. I'm going to take a week off, just put the pin in the pad and get some things going. And, of course, I got to connect with my fellas like TJ, like Denzel, and talk trash about all his bum OKC alumni. But until then, I appreciate you guys so much. Thanks. Thanks.